Thursday. Nice to see you across the screen from me, Mr. Uh, Coach Trainer. It is, it is good to be back in the huddle seat. I think I was here, what, last week? I don't know. It seems like a long time. Uh, but, you know, you guys continuously hold it down every day. Lori has been in a great addition with her extra days even though she will not make the graphic. Um, but it is, uh, it is a fun time in South Florida, even when the losses happen. I think we should be appreciative of what we get to enjoy on a nightly basis and where we live. So it's a fun time. You are frozen, son. Just, just giving you a heads up. I'm not sure what's happening with your uh, internet, but it is frozen at the moment. It's a good uh, taste, it was good. Really cool. Um, so obviously lots of uh, sports to talk about. We've asked... <clears throat> Jake to join us to talk about golf. He'll be talking about soccer. We'll be talking about basketball. I mean, am I frozen? I don't know. I'm, no, there I'm you are. There, you're much I don't better. know. I don't know. I don't know that your computer is using all the bandwidth. So, yes, I um, I had a great lunch yesterday. I want to give a shout out to my friend Aiken Adele. Uh, Aiken is uh, the president of Gallagher and uh, an ex. Dolphin slash cowboy slash jaguar, um, and just an all around amazing guy. He's one of the better people that I've ever met. It, yeah. Just the salt of the earth, nice guy. Um, so tell us about it. How was the lunch? What did you guys talk about? Anything exciting? Yeah, you know what? It um, and I posted this like OQP. It was just fellowship. It was just two guys who are working away he offered me some people that i should meet i offered him some people i could introduce him to um it was just sharing time being in moments and what what occurred to me was there was no selling going on you know it's like everybody's always selling something and moving something it was just nice to be in his presence and vice versa i think we both agree that we enjoy each other's company so it was great to catch I up i think you know in this world though everybody even if they say they don't have an agenda, usually has an agenda or is trying to get to the agenda or get to the point of what they want. And when you really are in dialogues where you don't know the roadmap, you don't know exactly what you're going to talk about. You're honestly just catching up. Um, I just did it with a buddy who I went to college with who um, went into like agriculture, traveled the country and UF just put him on scholarship as like this wow. consult. And I just caught up with him today. And, and it's one of those friends where you don't talk every day and you don't need to. And like what is understood is understood. And we just shared like a 20 minute conversation catching up. And it's just really fulfilling. You know, he's um, he was willing to do things others weren't. He was willing to go live in Iowa, live in the middle of Texas. And now he's kind of has the rewards. He's a young dude. He's 25 like me. So it's just super cool uh, to see other people's journeys, the ones that are willing to get out of the system uh, or the matrix or however you want to call it is uh, it's cool. Aiken did make a visit to the huddle. He was having all kinds of technical troubles. So he asked if he could make, another appearance. So Shay is going to get him on uh, July's calendar when, uh, when we introduce him to everybody or read. Who is tomorrow's huddle in the hot seat? It was Gino Valdez. Very nice. That is, that's a good one. That's That's a good one. That's a really good one. So we can go, there's so much to talk about. Uh, I say we wake this thing up and then just start knocking it off one by one. So Shay, take us away.
first things first, I want to shout out Chris Pollock. Chris Pollock does what I think the greats do, and that he found an article and shared it with me and said, I think you guys will really enjoy this. It's so simple for us to do that with the tools that are available to us. Just bing, hit somebody up today. Say, hey, I read this. I like that. I thought you would do. So I, thank you. I, I, I thought you would like this is some of the most fulfilling words that you could say. Like you yeah, thought you about, about me, me. Right. as as the most endearing thing that I can think of. You understand what's important to me, the things that I like. So you've taken an investment in my life. So it's the ultimate um, you know, nod to the other person. Look at him. He's paying the fee. That boy, man. I love it. That is so incredible. Uh, so I want to knock out a couple of subjects. Then we'll go to motivational music and then we'll go right into this live PGA thing, which there's tons of comments, tons of conversation. So first things first, what the hell happened to the heat last night? <laughs> Yeah, look, I, I think we are we are playing a very, very well-coached basketball team. We're playing a very skillful basketball team, and we are probably playing the best player in the NBA right now. And I, I think coaching matters. You know, and me and Mark had this conversation. We haven't watched Denver all year, so we don't know really how Mike Malone coaches, how the team is. I don't know the intricacies of the team, but he seems to know how to push their buttons to get them going to get them to play the way that they are supposed to. Earlier in the postseason, he made the whole narrative about that they didn't have the respect and that people weren't talking about them, and the team rallied around that. Now it was an effort thing. They say you can't play hard enough. You can't play hard as the Heat. They played damn hard, you know? And so they are answering the bell, and it's a chess match. You know, punch, counterpunch is exactly what I, I used that term earlier this week. It is a boxing match. It is a heavyweight seven-round fight, and we're through three rounds, you know, and we're down 2-1, and if you win the fourth round, you're right back in the fight, and if you lose, you're down, and you got to win the next two. Um, so it's cool. It's cool, and then let's not forget what we're doing tonight. We are going to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, Panthers back against the wall, but they don't call them the cardiac cats for nothing. But I just think there's just an unreal amount of talent. You're in the finals Everybody is the best. If you don't play your best, you will lose. So I think that's what's Love happening. That. Love that. Two other topics, then we'll get to motivational music, which will set up. I will I will preface this. Like, this is a sports show, and we're going to talk about sports. This has a lot of correlation to business, I think. Yes. Like, the PGA thing is a business move way further than it is a sports move, and we'll get into a little bit about the Saudis. Thank you to Mark for showing me a podcast that has some amazing information I can't wait to share. So continue. Sorry. Okay, so all of the New York sports were canceled or postponed yesterday because there's some crazy wind coming in there. It is an apocalypse. I mean, that is, that, that is as close to a movie as I could remember. Uh, my friends who live there uh, are not leaving their house. Um, I Look, I, I, whether you're spiritual, whether you're religious, there's a lot of things that are out of your control you know, and natural disasters and stuff of those, of that nature. So be appreciative for the sunlight that we have when right. things are like, just be appreciative and thankful for the earth and take care of it. Do our best to take care of it. Cause who knows uh, what happens when this earth goes sideways. I, I was taken by somebody posting a picture of New York and then a picture of us yesterday afternoon, clear as could be, you know, two seconds later, it was like, 
the apocalypse here with the rain and stuff blowing around. But we, we get we are fortunate to get the, the weather we get. Well, since Lou, since Lou brought it up, there is the French Open going on. I am a giant, giant tennis fan. Tomorrow is the battle of generations. Novak Djokovic will take on Carlos Alcaraz. Pretty undeniably the two best players in the game right now. One is 35, one is 20. Um, so it's exciting. So if you watch tennis, make sure tomorrow afternoon, it'll be probably one of the best matches of the year. And that will, that will happen while we're on the golf course, which will be kind of uh, fun because you'll be, uh, you'll have your head in two places. And then as Mr. Dykes brings up, Messi is coming to Inter Miami. Um, what an unbelievable um, set of circumstances for Miami. This is a real sports town. This is a this is a move by the MLS. This is a move by Apple. This is a move by Adidas to really change the game of soccer in America. It has grown leaps and bounds um, even since I was a kid. And as you can see, I mean, Inter Miami's Instagram page grew by a million followers in one day. The ticket prices went from being fourteen dollars to get into the door to being five hundred. I think was what the number was, or four hundred something. Um, he won a World Cup like five months ago or six months ago or seven months ago or whatever it was. So he is the pinnacle of soccer still. There's not a human being who probably doesn't know who Lionel Messi is. Uh, so it's super cool. It's super cool that we get to enjoy it um, in South Florida. I wish we would have bought season tickets before it happened. We missed that investment opportunity, clearly. Uh, but it is super cool that he's here, and I know a lot of people are fired up about it. And I can tell you from my point of view – it means absolutely nothing because I wasn't going before and I'm not going now. So well, I, I would, I would challenge you that it means a hell of a lot more than nothing because we're talking true. about it. You I'm know about it from for my your view. personal enjoyment. Sure. My view. You will now have inter Miami in your head for a very long time. You will right. know how they are way more than the Marlins. The Marlins are winning. Nobody. Really not only are the Marlins. Yes. Sorry. Not only are the Marlins winning, they have a guy that's batting 400. 400, right. 60 games into the 403, season. 403, 403 to be exact. He's batting 403, so it's like, you want to talk about the best-kept secret? But it, it, it leads us to the conversations of the Saudis and your principal. There will be a couple different things that we'll highlight with that, uh, a lot of business lessons, but I think we should get to motivational music, Correct. and then let's get into the content. So the music setup is, this is what was going on prior to uh, Monday's announcement, so boom. Yeah. 
obviously the PGA was under pressure. I toyed with another song, which was the Beatles song, We Can Work It Out, uh, which would have been appropriate too. But uh, Jake, give us the the down low on what the So for those of you who do not follow sports and do not follow pretty much the world right now, Saudi Arabia has pretty much more money than anybody in the world due to oils, uh, due to their oil rigs that they own. Uh, some just absolutely staggering stats that Mark brought to my attention, and I don't want to mess them up, so let me get them correct. They make $161 billion in profit a year, which is $441 million of profit per day, which also equates to $316,000 of profit a minute. So in a world of cash is king and money runs the world, Saudi Arabians are starting to run the world, and they are diversifying their investments in the world. They're using sports. Some say they're sports washing. If you really look at how their GDP is built and you want to go down that route, it was based all on oil. The world is starting to move further away from oil. So if your entire country is built on oil and the world goes away from it, very bad. You will no longer be rich. So they are diversifying and they're using sports as a way to do that. Very heavy in F1, very heavy. They're in almost every government in the world. They have, you know, investments, they're involved in the companies total. P particularly with golf, they went to PGA and said we want to partner first. Was kind of how it happened. We want to fund it, all these things. They said no, get away. And so instead, they went after the players. They started paying the players astronomical amount of money. They offered Tiger Woods a billion dollars. They gave Phil Mickelson 500 million dollars. They gave Brooks Kepka 200, Dustin Johnson, you name the players. It became a giant rift. And it became a ideological argument about whether you should take the money. Where does the money come from? They painted it as a 9-11 issue. PGA did. That was their choice to do that. That right. it was a slap in the face to the 9-11, to this country, that they would have to apologize for being in business with these people. Fast forward about a year. Oh, back it up. They also had their players defend them, defend the tour, tell them not to take the money We'll help you make more money, but we won't pay you guys directly. All these different things. Fast forward to this week, a surprising announcement in an unreal fashion. Nobody knew about it. It was the heads of both groups decided that they would merge and pretty much sell the PGA to the Saudi Arabians. They were going to make a $3 billion investment. They were going to keep the entity of the PGA. They were going to allow to run it very similar to like ESPN being under Disney. ESPN has programming rights, but the money flows through Disney. The funding flows through Disney. So they might have board control, but the chairman comes from the Saudi Arabians and works directly with the prince. They are funding it. You are, they are not allowed to take any other investments from anybody else. So they are 100% the investment, the uh, financial arm, which makes them the decision maker. Three areas I really want to talk about one, the employee versus the employer mentality. This is what happened. The players assumed that they were the employers of the company. They are not. They are independent contractors and employees. And yes, you did, Jim. And I, I think if you understood business in the slightest, you saw this coming. There was oh, no, way. no choice. There was no choice. And that's what the players who took it said, we are looking out for our well-being. And I want your opinion on this as someone who's been an employer, hasn't really been an employee for many years of your life, but how do you operate differently and make the decisions while trying to be good to your organization, but always doing what's best for you? So I think had 
Jay Monahan been transparent about his motives, um, I, I think there would have been a different outcome. He created a divide. He didn't go to the players and say, hey, what's our options here? He made it him against them. And he created this divide that ultimately was not sustainable. And so because of his chess game, he took guys that stood by him and basically popped them right in the back. Just Rory McIlroy used the word sacrificial lamb. Yeah. I feel like a sacrificial lamb standing yeah. up here right now. He hood, he stood behind the boardrooms, behind the players, allowed the players to do mm-hmm. all of the talking and then absolutely stabbed them in the back. The, now, the reality is, is that this will be better for golf. Is, there's no choice. This is where the sport needed to go. Go back to when it was NFL, NFL. L and AFL and you know, ABA, NBA. You know, Denver is an ABA team. They started in the ABA. Um, so these things tend to take their course. Um, businesses merge all the time. This was done without, um, this was done backhanded. And it's really, really shitty for players who lost hundreds of millions of dollars. Hundreds of million dollars. And so how do you balance being trustworthy and giving yourself to an organization, especially in corporate America where it's wide and big, it's not a family company where, you know, your blood, sweat and tears are a part of it. How do you, how should employees operate? Like, should it always be at the their best interest of themselves? Should they stand on principle? Should Jay Monahan be like, look, it's business and this is the reality of the world. Like, how do you see that? Cause I think you've really changed over the years that it's not necessarily about the money you know, and that it's more important to do it with the right people. But at a point, there's right and wrong of being an employer and employee. You know what I mean? Like there are obligations. You have to act in the best interest of the company of, you know. I'm glad you asked. I mean, so it's obviously very difficult, but um, the word transparency just keeps coming back. You know, for me, you know, in the growing businesses, I made hard decisions, but um Let let me preface it by saying this. Even in my sales career, I trusted people who stabbed me in the back. Happens all the time. Does that mean I'll never do it again? No, because same thing in any relationship in love. If you don't give, you're not going to get. You can close yourself off. So, like, I would tell people, trust me, but I only have one shot, you know, because if that one shot, like I would never trust Jay Monahan again. Well, you know? so that that leads us to the next point: is how does Jay Monahan, who is staying on as CEO of the PGA Tour, repair the trust with the players? How does my he move? Is he does not stay. My, would my be my guess. Is, my prediction is: is they they've made concessions, but they're not going to look this guy in the face every day because you know. Now, now I will tell you now, now, and this was a really good answer that he said, I made the best decision I could with the information that was with, you know, that I had at that time. I call bullshit on that, but that's a good answer. It's the only answer that he can say. The problem is he made it so much bigger than golf that it was, he knew families from the 9-11. There was this vindication of all the players leaving and they're bad people for looking out for the best interest of themselves. 
But where do you put principle in business? Like, where does that rank on your level of importance of the for the long term success of business? Like, I because I think the world is changing. Like, everyone's like, oh, there's no morality anymore in the world, and it's all money. And I would argue it's always been that way. And to act any other way is pretty naive. Well, well, I think as an individual, you have a choice. You know, Phil Mickelson said, I don't see it the way you guys see it. I'm taking the money. You know, Rory did. So it always comes down to personal responsibility. If you're involved in a company that's doing shit illegally, you got to know and, and step away. This wasn't illegal, but you had a choice on what to do. And you ultimately need to look yourself in the mirror and say, this is where I planted my flag like it or not. And whatever the outcome was, you got to be willing to deal with it. You know, the outcome could have been very different had something else happened or whatever, or Phil decided to come back. Who the hell hell knows? But the reality is the value proposition that the Saudis set out in the beginning was a good one. They were upfront. They said, here's what we're doing. And we don't really need you to do it. And I really do love what Mark is saying right now because it is the opposite side. Like Will Zalatoris turned down 130 million. Sam Burns turned down 100 million. And I will sit here and be like, you're an effing moron and right. you're an idiot and should have looked out for yourself and morals, blah, blah, blah. But those are my morals. And I have no right to tell somebody what they should Correct. and shouldn't do about their life. And for a lot of them, they are making a, F ton of money already yeah, and it you. isn't about and they want to be a part of this tour there is a history factor i'm not taking that away and so i need to take my own personal beliefs out of it and they still on their morals now if you're that mad about what happened then i don't know that you really were you made your decision based on morals like no because no. if you're that mad about the money like the money was there you know you had to know event like Mark is right at the end of the day. And I think that's what Rory said is like, look, I did what I thought was right. Right. And I got burned and I look like an idiot, but at the end of the day, I did what was right. I still hate that tour, what they did, what they stood for. So I'm holding on to my values, but I understand that this is good for golf. So what I've learned. And we'll go to overtime. Shay, thank you. Um, What I've learned in my career is that ultimately everything rests with me. I have the choice to do it, not do it, take it. Listen, you work for, you know, I have a choice with what clients I take on, you know, not just about the money. If the, you know, we talked about this at RCC, you got a client who it just is not, you can't please them. You have the ability to say, I don't want the money. Um, I, I prefer to make a decision and not, and not be involved. So, you know, this, I'm glad Mark is in this place. I'm glad you're in this place because I was not trained that way. I was trained, deal with it, the money, just take the money and the rest will take care of itself. And what, what I can promise you is that even with Phil's $500 million, it doesn't bring him happiness. You still need to look in the mirror and figure out what makes you tick. It actually makes it more complicated. It does. I mean, it, it, but if that's what's important to him, people yep. shouldn't hate him for making that decision, oh, right? Like I, that's the we get so angry that people in this country make decisions based on their life, and and now you shouldn't do harm to other people. 
But the way we get mad and agitated about people doing what's best for them and their people is what's wrong. We don't have a right to tell people what they should value and what they shouldn't value. That's part of what living in America is about. And so I think we've seen two sides and it sucks that the side that picked, you know, the principal side got effed and lost hundreds of millions of dollars. But if you stand on principle and your value and your word is what's important, they didn't break their word. They stood, you know, they did what they were supposed. Well, so it was really funny. (laughs) So somebody, uh, somebody said to him on Twitter, I don't know if you if you follow golf, you saw this coming for the last like month and a half. All the players started changing their tune. Rory was like, I'm not going to comment it on it. So they said they had no idea, but there is a little thing, but whatever. Somebody tweeted at uh, Phil Mickelson and said, you'll probably just gamble it all the way. He goes, haven't gambled in years, almost a billionaire. Thanks. <laughs> so, you know, but uh, give it, give it yang and, it's, a fascinating, it's a fascinating conversation it shows that sports is a microcosm of the world at large. You know, just this whole diversity and inclusion movement is a byproduct of people being able to be who they want and make their own decisions, and and that's okay. And to Mark's point, choices are difficult. You know, life is made up of a series of choices, and the choices you make dictate the quality of your life. It comes down to even, you know, the commodity of time. You know, when we talk, you know, so you could stretch this conversation much bigger than, you know, golf. There will still be some people is, you know, I'm not having any telethon for any of these people. Go fuck themselves. You know, they're talking about hundreds of billions. I'm not I'm not feeling bad about anybody involved. I just think there's a lot of lessons to be learned from our own personal life and our own personal choices and our own personal values. What drives you? Can you put your head down on the pillow at the end of the day? Can you look yourself in the mirror? Can the people around you still love you for your decisions? All those things, the questions that you go through on a daily basis of the amount of choices we make, you know, do it in fulfillment of what really makes you happy. The people around you makes you happy. What are you trying to achieve? What are your goals? What are your priorities? Make sure everything that you do feeds that and consistently does that. Um, And that's the important part of the whole conversation. So uh, thank you for spending the time this morning. I love that you have an opinion. I love that you share your opinion and uh, it's educated and it's real and I love it. A couple of things. Uh, Lou, I know that you connected with Greg and Joy. I saw that on social media. So way to get out there and do that. Um, We Breakfast is in. Lots of other people have uh, talked about next Wednesday which is our live yeah, day. Couple, couple, couple. Yeah. I was going to say next Wednesday is our in-person huddle. Please be there. It's going to be super fun to see everybody. We're still going to go live on LinkedIn. So if you can't make it, please join a uh, couple more days left to get your downloaded success calendar, which is kind of a loose rough draft of what your day should look like allows you to fill it in. Uh, so make sure you go download that because we will have a new downloadable content that goes live on Sunday. Uh, make sure you sign up for the newsletter if you haven't done that. Father's Day is coming up. We have a Father's Day bundle where we're doing the principles of entrepreneurship. If I'm not mistaken, uh, you get two books and uh, a, a keynote or a training for 100 bucks. So great deal. Um, that event is in July, which we're excited about. But uh, love you guys being here. Thank you for allowing me to share my uh, my opinions and my feelings. It's fun. And then tomorrow is Gino Valdez, an absolute wonderful human being, um, partner of ours, um, is a 
operational genius working with a bunch of our clients. You will love his entrepreneurial story. Hope to see you tomorrow morning. Mark will be back off daddy duty. We're, we'll have Stanley Cup review. Let's go Panthers and let's get down to business. I'm up, please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. Friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down.